listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, along with Jenny Bayless to talk about a Colorado Springs deal analysis on a single family home that Jenny helped a client buy through a 1031 exchange. So we got a couple of things here to talk about, Jenny. So welcome, first off to the show. Good to talk to you again. Likewise, Chris, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so give us the overview about just, um, I guess before we actually talk about the specifics of this deal, since it is a 1031 exchange, which are more stressful and there are some dates and deadlines to be aware of, can I give us the overview about what the backstory is and what they are 1031ing out of and into and the big picture? Yeah. So this particular client, um, he came to me very early on in the process, which I would uh, applaud and say that that's the way to go to get kind of everyone who's going to be involved in the process um, a heads up early on. So I, I had known that he was planning on selling a property out of state and he wanted to bring his equity in state. And we had talked for you know a period of months prior to uh, him even listing his out-of-state property, just so that we could all be on the same page and make sure that everything's lined up and um, get him in um, contact with qualified intermediaries and basically just have all of his ducks in a row so that it went seamlessly um, when it came time to uh, make the exchange. So with that being said, um, you know, uh, everything went really well. He was able to trade a out-of-state property that had given him a bit of uh, headaches in the past, and he was able to trade it into a really uh, nice property in Colorado Springs. It's in a growing part of town. It's only three years old, so uh, I think that it was a really good choice for him. Can you share why he he was taking money from out-of-state to the Springs market? Yeah, uh, but just based on our conversations, um, he wanted to have something in state so that he had a, you know more control over it, which I completely relate to. Um, I, I'm the same way, and you know, just the performance of his out-of-state property wasn't really meeting expectations, but it had appreciated quite a bit since he had bought it. So he was able to take advantage of the market conditions um, to kind of realign his portfolio to get what he wants. Okay, great. And so what are the specific details on this property? Yeah, so we found it on the MLS. So not, you know, too much of a unicorn there, but it had tenants in it. So that was kind of ideal. Um, And we'll kind of get into that a little bit. But it's a single family home, four bed, three bath, two car garage, um, it's located off Dublin and Mark Scheffel. It's sort of near Stetson Hills, which is um, on the north part of town. It's definitely seeing a lot of growth in that area. And we offered 385000 They accepted it for 385000 And, I mean, the main reasons why it was so appealing to my client was that it's turnkey. It is in beautiful condition. It was built in 2017, and the tenants um, were very solid, and they also had a lease that was signed through the end of 2022. So he, you know, 
after he did his due diligence on the, the leasing process, um, that's hopefully no vacancy for him f- until the end of next year. So that's pretty good. So, you know, a lot of times when there are tenants in a property, especially with a lease this long, mm-hmm. this takes out the owner-occupied buyer pool because they can't yes. buy a property unless they can move in within 60 days. So that limited the buyer pool there or, you know, more limited to investors. Yeah. And was the the rental rates, is that at market? Was it below market? How are the, the rental rates on here? They were great. They were right at market um, for 1975 a month. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. So just how we got it under contract, buyer just acted very quickly and strongly. Um, and the listing agent relayed that to the sellers and, and they liked what, what he had to offer. And then kind of what we mentioned uh, in, in our previous deal analysis for, for the duplex, very good buy down rates. This client used the same lender that I had used for, for the duplex and paid $3,600 for a 1.125% buy down to 3.5% was his landed rate. Great. So he, that was another sweet interest rate buy down, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we, we hit it at the right time, I think, <laughs> um, whatever the rates were doing at that point. So he put 25% down and bought it for... 385000 His purchase costs were just a tiny bit higher than mine, uh, about $6,500 um, from my previous deal analysis. Even though we were using the same lender, he had a higher-priced asset. So I think that's you know something to consider. And no credits uh, from the seller and really no initial repair costs. And I think we forgot to mention, but the inspection was extremely clean, um, just very, very minor um, things that could get, you know, done via a, a punch list with a handyman at, at turnover. So, um, you know, very, very clean transaction, I think for everybody. And as we mentioned, a 3.5% mortgage interest rate over 30 years, and he's getting 1975 a month in his rent for that. Okay. And he's self-managing as well, which, as I mentioned, um, that was part of his reasoning for wanting to come in state. And we put 5% for his monthly reserves for maintenance because the house is, you know, just three years old, in pristine shape. I think we have a bit of time before we need to bump that number up um, realistically. And then lastly, this is a little confusing. Um, is there an HOA in monthly HOA dues? There's not a HOA per se, but it's a metro district, which I guess is a, is a quasi-governmental entity. Uh, so I guess it's you know more powerful than an HOA, I guess. But um, it, it, it provides covenants for a community, and it also um, is kind of what governs the infrastructure of that community. So it ended up being about $25 a month uh, for him to be in that metro district. So that metro district, that $25 a month, is that just part of the property taxes or, or is that a separate fee? He pays it in yearly um, installments to the metro district directly. So it's separate from property taxes. However, that's a great question. Um, the real estate taxes on this property were almost $2,300, 
for property taxes, which is considerably high for the area because we typically have pretty low property taxes here. And the reason for that is part of the Metro District um, tax uh, levy on, on that portion. So you're kind of getting it from both ways in the form of the higher taxes plus a once a year um, due. Okay. And so how did the, uh, what's the cash look like on this? Yeah. So his net operating income is about 18000 a year. And then we're looking at about $1,300 a month in mortgage payments. So we're looking at about $2,600 um, a year in annual cash flow before taxes, which comes out to about 2.5% cash on cash return and a 4.7% cap rate, which people might think that's low, but to be honest, for a single family home that is uh, so new, I think that this is a, a home run deal uh, personally. Yeah, especially I mean, like it's it's a it's a really good deal relative to the current market conditions. Mm-hmm. But when you actually take a step back and put it into context of the investors' like overall portfolio and goals, it mm-hmm. just makes an even better deal. It's going to yeah. be a a property that's local, so he's in more control of it, which is often a big reason why people bring bring their properties or bring their money back to you know to where they live. And then it should perform a lot better as well. So it should be a better performer and less headache and it's close to home. Win, win, win. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy for him. I think he was able to check all of his boxes all while doing a 1031, which you kind of alluded to in the beginning that it can get a little stressful to get everything that you want within a 1031 exchange. And um, so I'm really happy for him that he was able to get everything that he wanted and do a 1031. How was it on the, on the timeline? Was it, uh, because I know he contacts you early on, which is always great, you know, so which is always great. How Mm -hmm. was the 1031 timeline for those who aren't familiar with it? 1031 is where you have to identify your replacement property within 45 days, which really means being her contract. Um, So once his other property closes, he has 45 days being her contract and committed to this property. Yep, we were pretty spot on. I think that we got this one under contract maybe three weeks once his clock started ticking and then it was about a three and a half week close. So oh, great. it worked perfectly. Yeah, well, another great job done, Jenny. Thanks. All right, anything else you wanna wrap uh, say about this deal before we wrap up? I don't think so, just um, maybe reiterating if, if you know, since it is a seller's market, there's probably a lot of people out there out there that are considering selling a property that they have and re-leveraging that cash by doing a 1031 exchange. So um, I would just say follow this investor's example and, and um, have everything lined up before you start making actions because I think that is uh, the best way to approach a 1031 exchange. Well said, Jenny. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris.